Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I can't believe that this is the fifth episode and that it's been almost three months of the Set Free podcast. I really can't thank y'all enough for listening um, and for everyone who's reached out and shared how the podcast has encouraged them. That is why I'm doing this. And so I love it when you reach out to me. I also did just want to say that if there's anyone who has questions or needs prayer or a listening ear, that you can always reach out to me through my Instagram or my website or text me if you have my number with anything at all. I would love to chat and I would love to encourage you. So with that, this week on the podcast, I got to sit down with Summer Nesselrode, who is a recent graduate of Santa Barbara High School and will be heading off to UCLA later this month. Summer has had a far from normal high school experience and hearing her share what the Lord has taught her through her health journey is super inspiring. At the end of Summer's freshman year of high school, she was rushed to the emergency room with extreme pain in her digestive system. She spent a lot of nights in the hospital and had a few different diagnoses, but was eventually diagnosed with acute onset Crohn's disease. By July, she was in emergency surgery, having her colon removed, which you will hear her say fairly casually later in this episode, but let me just make sure that everyone listening understands that removing your colon is a huge decision and it is a huge surgery and it's very much life-changing. So over the past three years, Summer has spent a lot of nights in the hospital with lots of uncertainty and pain. She's had six major surgeries in the past three years and... At the beginning of her journey, she created an Instagram blog where she was super real and open with her followers about her ups and downs and just sharing whatever the Lord was teaching her through her journey, which is just so awesome and so bold and so cool. Um, And it was just super encouraging for me to read as I was following along with her story. So I'm really excited that I got to record this episode with her and that you guys are going to get to hear her story and how God used her sickness to help grow her faith and trust in him. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hey Summer, thanks so much for joining me today. I have been following your story through your Instagram blog, but a lot of people probably don't know your story. So if you could just start by kind of sharing your health journey, that would be great. Yeah, so when I was 15, I was diagnosed with acute onset Crohn's disease, which basically means that my Crohn's disease was progressing very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So quickly, in fact, that about a month and a half after I originally started having symptoms, I had emergency surgery to remove my entire colon. Um, This was really scary because it did happen so fast, um, and it was all still so new to me. Um, And after this surgery... I had a temporary ostomy for six months before it being taken down. And after it was taken down, I had what was called a J pouch. Um, About a month after this surgery, I got my first intestinal obstruction um, Mm -hmm. of many. And they started pretty mild and happening about every three months. Um, But over the course of two years, Um, they became incredibly severe and began happening every two to three weeks. Mm. Um, The doctors told me that this was happening because the J-pouch was failing. And in an effort to save my J-pouch, I went to New York in December of 2020 to see a special doctor. Um, I had surgery in New York, but it didn't go 
as planned and I ended up in the ICU there Mm. um and then after coming home I got sick again and I had the worst obstruction I had had yet and after everything that happened my doctor my doctors and I decided that it was best to just remove my J pouch and go back to the ostomy bag um so that was in January of 2021 and I have been living with an ostomy ever since. Um, but that's without any problems that I was having before. So that's really great. That's awesome. Um, just for our listeners who don't maybe know, can you explain a little bit like what an ostomy bag is and kind of that process from going like the, that three surgery process? Yeah, so um, it's a three-step process. The first one being your colon is removed. And then... Um, Part of your small intestine um, is taken um, on the outside of your body, and then you put a bag over it, and that is called an ostomy bag. Um, The second surgery is called the J-pouch creation surgery, um, where they don't remove the ostomy bag yet, but they kind of take the small intestine on the inside and create like a makeshift colon. They let that heal, and then three months after that surgery, um, they take down the bag. They put all my intestines back inside my body and um, attach it all, and then I just have a scar. But that's what's called the J-pouch, and that's what failed, and I had to go back to the ostomy bag. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing all that. I can't imagine going through all of that, especially at such a young age, being only 15 when you first got sick. How did your faith play a role throughout those first few months? Those first few months were really scary, and I actually began to struggle with my faith a lot. Um, Throughout those first few months, I built up a lot of anger towards God. Mm. I felt like he had betrayed me and that he wasn't there for me anymore, and I actually turned my back on him. Um, This makes me really sad, and it's hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I was in the hospital for my third or fourth time in about two months um, when my youth pastor came to visit me. Um, he had just gotten back from a trip to Israel and he had brought back um, a gift and it was a little wooden carving um, of a cross and it was carved from an olive branch. Mm. Um, and when he gave it to me, he told me the story of the cross. Um, The cross was used as a torture device, and it was a symbol of fear and a symbol of death, and crucifixion was a punishment. Mm. Um, However, when Jesus was crucified and died on the cross, the symbolism changed. Um, He turned this terrifying thing into a symbol of love and hope, and it became something good and turned into a sign that Christians wear necklaces and get tattoos Mm. of. Um, stuff like that and the idea of a cross did like a full 180 Um, my youth pastor told me that the Lord can do the same thing with my illness I was facing this painful and scary thing and my youth pastor told me that God can actually use my illness for good Um, there's a reason behind everything Um, he told me that this torture I was going through could actually be good and a hope can be a good and hopeful thing Um, And that was the switch for me. Yeah, Um, that's so awesome. After hearing that, um, instead of my illness pushing me away from God, it actually began to bring me closer to him and deepen my relationship with him. That's awesome. 
How would you say that God used your illness throughout that to grow you closer to him and shape your character into who you are today? I would have never thought that the Lord was going to strengthen my relationship with him through an illness like Crohn's, Mm. um, but he does work in mysterious ways. (laughs) (laughs) Before I got sick, my faith was, um, my faith was based on this is what I'm supposed to think. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, But after I got sick, my faith was based on this pure and real trust in God. I was no longer afraid to follow him into the unknown. And so that was when my faith just really took off. Um, It grew to be something so much bigger than just my church and my youth group. And I started to incorporate my love for the Lord into my everyday life. And I really just gave it all up to Jesus. That's so cool. So I know there were a lot of low moments um, and times when you were fully reliant on the Lord throughout your health journey. So what did you turn to in those low moments? Yeah, there have been a lot of times with my illness where I feel like I could just not get any lower. And those are the most crucial moments for me to turn to the Lord. Mm. I've first turned to scripture. Um, my favorite verse ever is Exodus 14 reads, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. And it's just a good reminder, just give it all up to God, all the pain and sadness, and just trust him. Um, But when I'm in those really hard moments, I actually turn to worship more often. Mm. Um, When I'm in the midst of a pain episode or I'm heading into surgery, listening to the words and praise brings me such a sense of of calm, and I can absolutely feel God's presence then. Um, One of my favorite songs ever is called Blessings by Laura Story, Um, and there's a beautiful line that goes, what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? Mm. What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're you're near? Um, And what if the trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? And I just love that chorus, and I think that there is such a powerful connection to the Lord line within music. Yeah, that is a great song. It's a classic. Yeah, that's that's awesome. What was it like? I know you were really into volleyball before you got sick, and it's probably still a part of your life, but what was it like being separated from volleyball and friends and family, and how have you seen the Lord's goodness throughout those moments of loneliness and separation? Yeah, so um, I found a lot of value in volleyball in my social status before I was diagnosed. Mm. Um, when I got sick, those things were just torn from my life. Um, I couldn't play volleyball anymore, and I was being bullied a lot for my ostomy bag. Mm. Um, There's this big gap in my life that those things used to fill, which was now empty. Um, and I felt very lost and lonely. Uh. Um, these times were hard, but because of them, um, because of them, I learned so much. Um, the Lord taught me that instead of finding my worth in these materialistic things, that my worth actually came from him. I learned that I wasn't being called to be the best athlete. I wasn't being called to be the most popular. I was being called by him and to find my identity in Christ. And this gap in my life was filled by the Lord. And he taught me all the goodness and how full my life can be following Jesus. 
That's awesome. I think it's so easy to find our identity in whatever we're doing because it's tangible. And our faith in God isn't always tangible because we can't see him. Um, so it's it's cool how sometimes God just really comes through when everything else is taken away. Um, one thing that I'm sure played a big role is like fear of pain and not knowing what was coming next and like fear of missing out on your normal life that you used to live. So how did God set you free from that fear throughout your journey? Um, there is this moment of just giving it all up or the anxiety over the unknown, uh, what would happen next? And I just said, you know what's best for me, Lord, and I put my trust in you. Mm. Um, in doing this, God set me free from these things. He um, took these things from me, and like Exodus fourteen fourteen says, he told me to just rest. And when you give your life up to Jesus and put every ounce of your trust in the Lord, it's, it's liberating. Mm. That's awesome. Um, so I first heard about your story through Instagram. You started a blog when you first got sick, so... What made you decide to share your story through that blog? Because I know that can be really scary and putting yourself out there like that. But I know God has used that in a lives. So way to do that. Well done. But um, how has God used that throughout your journey? Um, yeah, the blog actually started out as a coping mechanism for me. I opened a private account on Instagram to document what I was going through um, and to write about what I was feeling. And at the beginning, I had no interest of sharing it with anyone, but I told one of my doctors what I was doing, and he asked to see it. Um, and with that, he became one of my first followers, and he asked if he could share it with other patients um, because he thought that it would be inspiring. So I gained some more followers, and then I made the account public, um, and the following just increased um, since then. Um, but it's not about the followers. Um, yeah. It's about sharing uh, my journey and my faith. And the blog opened more doors for me to share my faith in bigger ways. Um, I gave my testimony at youth group and then a small retreat. Um, and then the audience started to grow. And in 2019, I was able to share my faith journey with over 500 people. At wow. And in doing this, I realized how the Lord was using my illness for good. Um, and he was giving me this incredible opportunity to share his message and his word. Um, which started as this blog, but um, like now I'm just able to share it with so many more people and and speaking at church and all that, and it's um, it's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you get nervous when you speak? <laughs> um, yes. At the beginning, like right before I start to speak, I'm like shaking. But yeah. Then, <laughs> like once I get into it, it gets easier. Yeah, that's awesome. I, public speaking is scary to me, so I can't imagine. <laughs> Um, okay, so the last question that I kind of want to ask everyone that I have on this podcast is for anyone going through a situation that they're feeling helpless or hopeless, or maybe that's health struggles or a difficult relationship or circumstance, but what advice would you give that person? Advice. Um, there is good and there's hope, um, and there's light in everything. It might be difficult to find um, when you're at your lowest and darkest point, but I promise you it's there. Um, 
it might be slow going and two steps forward, one step back, but mm. no matter what, there's something that is worth moving forward for. I've been there where it just feels like you can't keep going, but just take the next step and you just might see the, you just might see that little glimmer of hope, um, that little bit of light. And when you're in your deepest, when you're in the deepest part of the valley, you can only go up. So take that first step and uh, you're definitely strong enough to do it. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. That was just so cool to sit down with Summer and hear her story and just be able to share it with you all. I love how much she talked about being fully reliant on the Lord and him really being her strength to get her through. The verse she mentioned, Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I really love this verse too. It's one of my favorites. And I think it's just such a good reminder, especially with the busyness of this world. And it can often feel like we need to do lots of things and like we have to fight for ourselves and get things done but really there's peace in the presence of the lord and he is fighting our battles for us which allows us to come to him and truly rest and we can be still in his presence knowing that he's god and that he's good and that he's in control and i think that is just such a good reminder especially with going into the new school year and lots of new responsibilities and tasks we need to complete but we get to know and be in relationship with the one who is in control of it all. And there's nothing more comforting or encouraging than that. So I just wanted to leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and that you're feeling encouraged. Please share this podcast with your friends and head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and review if you enjoyed the show. Have a great day.